you are now flying with the First Issue Club. Make sure your seats are in the upright position and you're buckled in. We are your weekly comic book reading club talking about last week's First Issues. I like that you have to specify last week's. <laughs> well, we're recording it the day the comics come out. They're yeah. fresh, fresh, fresh. But, but hey, we got to give you a chance to read them, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to be a spoiler-free zone. And then up until after a week after things are published, we've given you long enough. That's true. If listen, you haven't read it by then. Listen along. Yes. They've been spoiled for you online anyway. Get our takes. They're oh, usually yeah. spoiled online day of, if not before. The, oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. People I, on social media fucking suck. We got into this last week that FOCs, the final order cutoff of comics, mm-hmm. often spoils like three months ahead of time. <laughs> it's like, well, now I know what's going to happen because yeah. I've seen the cover for... Yeah. That just happened with uh, Miracle Man. Oh, really? Yeah, today. It <laughs> also happened with the Hellfire Gala. Yep. Sucks. It does I, suck. And I want to buy those things because I want to make sure I get the comics I want. Mm-hmm. So I ha- you're forcing me to look at them. <laughs> the industry I love forces me to spoil the things that I love. <laughs> Thanks. That kind of seems apropos of the industry. Yeah. The industry I, I guarantee the industry didn't give two shits about it's it. It's like you're defying spoiling. us to still want to do this hobby. Seriously, I dare you to buy a book. I fucking <laughs> dare you. <laughs> Guess what? That character dies and you're still going to buy the fucking book. Give me your four dollars. <laughs> I just sneezed COVID all over that book. Yeah, I'm going to spit in your mouth. <laughs> Fine. I'll buy it. All right. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Who's in the club today? I'm Mike D, of course. I'm Greg. I'm Budget King. I'm Caitlin. And we got a, a meanie one. We got little Teddy in the room. Little Teddy. First episode. First appearance of Teddy. Oh, yeah. Teddy first appearance. <laughs> first appearance. This be, is a priceless episode. Be sure to NFT this immediately. If, <laughs> if I think I said that right. If people aren't familiar with Teddy, who is he? Can we explain... Can we put into words the essence of Teddy? Teddy's origin story is... <laughs> is Caitlin and I had sex one time. And, uh, Once. The one time you had sex. And, and that's we, what you get. And we well. got a Teddy. <laughs> the fruit of my loins. They, they recorded the best Patreon episode of First Issue Club ever. Oh, yeah. We're we, so high off of the energy of it. And Greg was like, please, 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 please. And Caitlin was like, fine, once. <laughs> yep. So if you want to hear that episode, go to the Patreon. <laughs> It is the worst ASMR video and shortest you'll ever hear. You're going to give him the audio of his conception on his 16th birthday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If he doesn't hate here's, you then, he'll hate you Here's your now. origin story, son. <laughs> you haven't had sex since? Nope. Your Sorry. dad was a crier. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a lot of comic books to talk about today. Oh, yeah. Ed Pisker's Red Room. Out on Fantagraphics? Uh, it's on a Fantagraphics book. So this is the highest selling Fantagraphics book or single issue comic of all time. I believe it. Interesting. Part of me thinks it's just because it got a Peach Momoko cover. That's yeah. a lot of 100% times, correct. A lot of times, and it's awesome. Yeah. A lot of times Fantagraphics books don't even get variants. No. Oh, so, but no, they're usually hardbound books. Fantagraphics hasn't really, hasn't really done many floppy comics. floppy comics. Yeah. The more are coming. They but must... when you got an Ed Pisker on your hands, yeah. mm-hmm. you well, have it was still to. still a big boy, though, wasn't it? 64 pages. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big, biggest of boys. Of 100% smut. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, let's just get into it. Yeah. This, this book, one of the most insane books we have ever covered on this podcast. L- let's preface this. Spoilers, trigger warnings, all everything. If any of that stuff messes with you, violence, God, sexual deviancy, any kind of assault, do not read Red Room. I've never put in front in front of my eyes <laughs> such vile. 
And this is coming from the most coming from like, a self- chaotic. Yeah, like self-identified freak. Yeah, yes, I'm as freak as they get, and <laughs> this shit's freaky. Where did this land on your freak meter? Oh, a ten out of ten, my boy. <laughs> it broke the meter. So what did it? Red Room by Ed Pisker. Well, is... hang on. So before we do that, okay, Ed, Ed Pisker. If you don't know, he's most famous probably for doing these hip hop, uh, hip hop family tree. So he does those. He's done a bunch of cr- crazy Marvel stuff. Every time he does something with Marvel. I'm just like, oh my God, this is insane. X-Men Grand Design was him. Mm-hmm. Yep. He told the entire story of X-Men over- Six issues? Six issues or something. They were thickies. Yeah. Beautiful work. Yeah. His artwork cool. is crazy. Yeah. He does exactly what he wants to do when he wants to do it. Mm-hmm. And so he went to Fantagraphics and was like, I got a doozy for you. And he even said to them, it's it's going to seem like a one shot. And I don't know if I'm going to make another one after it. <laughs> and they said, we don't fucking care. Yeah. You, you just do what you got to do, man. Yep. <laughs> and this book also, if you, is probably really tough to find. It was uh, a couple of the covers were already selling for $100 what? To today. Yeah. And the book is nay impossible to find. Everything has been sold out online in physical stores. You guys get a copy? Did you? No. Yeah. I ordered wow. um, online. Wow's us. Same. I just got the regular A cover. I didn't even get the Momoko, which was selling. It was 65 bucks retail. Yeah. Come it, on. It was a ratio variant. Yes. So my limit for a book is always 20 bucks. I can't remember if I got the purple or the red. The red cover is the A cover, right? I got the, yeah. Red, okay. Red is A cover. At least I got it. I'm part of the in crowd. There, you're in. You're in. <laughs> this has to make the episode. Okay. Shout out to Doug from the Geekery from Matawan, New Jersey, and yep. his comic book store. He heard a Patreon about me talking about a comic book I didn't get, and that motherfucker, he sent it to me. Hell yeah. Didn't char- charge me normal ass price. He's just a good dude. He's a friend of the podcast. That's amazing. And he's awesome. Yeah, so cool. So if you're ever in New Jersey, anywhere in the large state of New Jersey, get your ass down to the geekery, fully endorse that place. We don't care what exit you live off of. <laughs> Maybe if you don't down. even live in that state. Yeah. So thank you, Doug. You're a good. You're a good human being. But um, maybe you had some of Red Door or what? What's it called again? Red, Red Room. Red Room, and you sold it. I hope you made lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a, oh, a an aghast of a comic. It it was created to push buttons. It was created to push boundaries. It was created to make you uncomfortable. Yes. But then it also told a really captivating story that you also had to like dip into the reality of how gruesome it was. Like imagine if Dexter had no hope of humanity. Like you didn't care about Dexter. It was all the murders all the time, but you still felt like you had to watch it. That's kind of this comic book. Yeah. So if Dexter didn't have his father to guide him through life to not become a serial killer, you would have the red room. So it's essentially just like exploring the dark web and these murder chat rooms that exist. And Ed spares no oh detail. It made me feel really gross. Page after page of just like torture. And and it's yeah. It's not it's not funny. I mean it's not meant to be funny, but it's like it's strangely a critique of how we consume media and how we consume different parts of society. It was so in depth and on the nose, it made me worry that like Ed might actually be into this stuff. He may have researched it more than he probably wanted to. I mean, it was... It, it, Do you think it's supposed to be like holding it up to the mirror, though? I, I don't... To it, like make people aware of like... I think it... I mean, it was a good story, though. 
Like it was like not not that yeah. If it was a mirror, you wouldn't. It wouldn't not be a good story. But maybe I don't even know if it was a good story. I enjoyed it. It knew how to tell a story. Like it wasn't like yeah, aimless or like it had a start and a middle and an end. <laughs> Certainly, it like, had characters that you could follow through that. Mm-hmm. It had an apex and then it went down <laughs> well, from there. I mean, we don't have to get in the story, but there's five families that historically have always done these snuff films. Essentially, it's mimicking like deviant porn culture probably in some ways i don't know if, i don't think this exists i don't think there's like a culture of oh i think it absolutely kind of exists yeah. not in this specific way but i don't think people are being murdered in like watched. online yeah I, I... yeah oh dog have you never watched criminal minds <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay we've been I... spending most our lives in the red room chat room hanging out i'm vaguely familiar with the fictional show criminal minds <laughs> well i mean people talk about how why did you because <laughs> that's from Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds. Sorry. Oh, okay. I was like, I got what? My, sorry. I got my mind. Well, mixed haven't people up. talked about how like awful 4chan is and kind of getting into yeah. realms of stuff like this? Yeah. Yeah. This could exist, I guess. I mean, it... there are snuff films. Like, why wouldn't there be? Yeah, you're you're right. There are snuff films. This level of gratuitous violence was like, I don't know. It, you're right. But there, I, I guarantee on the dark web that yeah. there are places you can go to watch people die. I don't want to talk about this book anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a real fucking what downer. a what a, a, a inaugural episode for Teddy, yeah. our yeah. child. I mean, this this, this book definitely stole the speculation. Like by far, this is the most sought after book this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the most unreadable book that I've read in a couple of years. I, though I was captivated. And it says something about like your personality as a person of how far you got through this book. I read it halfway and was like, no. <laughs> I read I, every word for word. <laughs> I, a quarter way through, I was like, I'm so not interested in finishing this. I, Sorry, I love Ed Pisker and yeah. I think he's great, but like, no thanks. But he I may would not, not be recommend. okay. <laughs> yeah. He honestly may not be okay. So I'm, I'm intrigued by that. So you read it and you, you just like stopped. So like I scanned through the rest of it just to see how it wrapped up so I could have a conversation about it. But I was like, I didn't even want to do that. Okay, so in your mind, did this book even need to be created? No, I don't think so. I don't think it it does anything for like culture. I don't think it's like an interesting mind experience. Right. A mind experiment to see people get tortured. And and it's not like a watchman. How people are casually like getting off to it. Like, no, thanks. It's sort of like like that we don't negotiate with terrorists. Like, why give this the light of day? Yeah. It's like, what's the worst thing you can imagine? Put it in a book. Like, (laughs) why? Does the world need that? There is no hero, too, in this book, which is one of the weird things, too. Like, I think the thing that got me was, like, the intricacies of the families and, like, how they're trying to keep their business alive. But then at the end of it, I was like, who am I rooting for here? Yeah, no one. Nobody. And that's the interesting thing. It turns the the lens back onto you of just like, why are you still reading here? Mm-hmm. Why are you still in this book? Oh, so did I win because I stopped reading? <laughs> I guess you did. You probably did. Yeah, great. Good job. Mondo is releasing a screen printed poster of the cover of this book later this week. Yes. It probably it will, it will have passed by the time this episode comes out, okay. I think. It, it's a timed release. So like if you want it. They'll, they'll do like a, a print run of how many orders oh, they Oh, how get. many are ordered. Yes. Okay. It's not one of those things where they drop Wh- it and they sell out. In like Which cover? So the magazine it's looking the red cover? One. The yeah. red one. Yeah. So I don't like when Mondo does that because it makes for a boring poster for me. They've done that with other comic book uh-huh. covers and like some other it, weird It's just rando. the cover? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. It's just yeah. like it's an uninteresting 
poster to me to have yeah. hanging up on your wall. At least take the logo off. I guess, yeah. <laughs> I imagine it's screen printed. I mean, to some people, it's a big deal. <laughs> Does it not? Not to the great, you know, no. slam. It's a yeah. Greg Lichtai slam. <laughs> yeah. Glossy screen printed matte satin. I don't care. Yeah, all the same. <laughs> yeah. Print inkjet. Print ink, print ink. does nothing for you me. Don't discriminate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I guess the takeaway for this book is um, reader beware. Don't read. That's my takeaway. <laughs> what about you? Reader, <laughs> <Budget> don't <King>. read. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't say like this is enjoyable. It felt like the first time when I, when I found Marilyn Manson mm-hmm. when I was like, like he's canceled though. I mean, I guess we have to say that every time I mention his name now. Uh, but I was like a little. It'd be t- like liking canceled Marilyn Manson. <laughs> like now, no, this is what I've been waiting for to buy in. Yeah, yeah. You were waiting for the controversy. <laughs> just like, let's see what this dude's fucking singing now. I was like too young and was like, I don't, my mom probably doesn't want me to like be seeing this like antichrist dude, but it's kind of interesting except for there was no adults this time saying like, don't do this. Just your conscience being like, who are you? You fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so that was Red Room. A gross experience reading this comic book. <laughs> any, is there any lighter comic book news or anything going on yeah. that we can cleanse our palate with? There's a lot of it. Okay, good. Um, DC has changed ownership in that there's a discovery deal buying Warner Media. They changed bosses. If you work for DC, you got a new boss. So it sounds like if anything's going to happen, it's going to be on the movie, TV show side of things. Obviously, this is like a media deal. Totally. Okay. We're probably going to merge streamers, which is probably a good thing. It sounds like that's the end goal. Mm -hmm. So that's less apps for you to have on your streaming device, which hooray. Sure. If you can consolidate some of those things and just have more good shows in one place. I'm so tired of having my Discovery app and then my DC app be separate. I'm (laughs) excited to have them merge together. You're going to have so much more space on your phone. (laughs) Will they be WA Discovery? No. Like Waluigi. Yes. <laughs> Great portmanteau. <laughs> Bravo. What's your thing? Okay, here's what I find worrisome about things like this happening, especially with DC stuff, that they've had reboot after reboot. Oh, God, yeah. And they're constantly not finding the right direction for where they want their films and right, movies right. to go. When mergers like this happen, ultimately new leadership is appointed who have new takes, like and don't like certain people i feel like we finally figured out that like fans wanted the snyder cut and people liked that and it sounds like now justice league 2 might not happen so does this mean ultimately another reboot another fresh start for this fresh start company for all these properties probably well i think what dc plans on doing is so they're going forward with the flash movie and that's going to introduce Flashpoint, which is, if you don't know, Flashpoint is like different timelines explored by the Flash. Yeah. So that's their easy way of picking and cherry picking different characters from different yeah. movies that have been happening to like say, okay, now this is the new universe with all the characters you loved and not the ones that we made by mistake and to make it nice and easy and streamlined. And then two years later, we'll be like, forget Flashpoint. That never happened. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, honestly. That was a dream. Now it's future state. I don't know. Why do they even cast these things? 
So <laughs> why like, even make the it's movie? It's like as a fan, you know, just like the odds seem stacked so against like long term DC Comics movie plans. I think that the marker of if you're a true star uh-huh. is uh, you're in a comic book movie. So I think there's a bunch of people that aren't in the Marvel movies yep. that are like, I'll, I'll take a DC movie. Yeah, they can get big names attached to these things pretty easy. Yeah, because oh, it's an easy paycheck. Yeah. yeah. They, Show up for six weeks of filming and get paid a dumbass so amount of money. So this is right on cue then. Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad's being filmed, and so is, I think it's called The Batman. Yes, with Robert Pattinson. And oh, yeah. Paul Dano, famously from The World Be Blood. And Little Miss Sunshine. Yes. Correct. Great job. <laughs> uh, my friend was uh, high on LSD at a Daft Punk show and touched him on the shoulder. I, How about that? <laughs> now, can he confirm it was that person or he was so high on LSD? I was there sober. He said, hey, that's the guy from Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> and I said, go touch him. And he did. <laughs> okay. And you can confirm it, it was that. He touched him and the guy went, I'm mo- moving my head over my shoulder. Uh-huh. And he looked at him and did a little... And, and he said, Miss Sunshine. And then, and then my friend came and walked back and he goes, yeah, it was him. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Kids do drugs because you get to meet superstars. But he's the new Riddler in The Batman. There we go, yeah. And he looks, uh, well, new photos leaked of him as the Riddler and he looks boss as shit. So people, it has explored the whole realm of Riddler stuff on Twitter. Yeah. And there is a zero to 10 range of what DC has done with him visually. I Correct. Ten, 10 might be like Jim Carrey. As far as like outlandish, <laughs> totally. Or just like zany, yeah. uh, or, you know, and then zero mm-hmm. of just like nefarious murderer is what Paul Dano is displayed as. <laughs> yeah, totally. He's like in this weird military gimp mask and has duct tape and stuff. And it, yeah. he looks like he's a fucking psychopath, which is tracking for what the DC movies are now as far as their interpretations of the heroes from the comic books. I liked a bunch of question marks on my villains, I'll say. <laughs> yeah, you want like the tax guy with all the little <laughs> yeah. shit all over his suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Twirling canes. I do like the Riddler as like a thin-skinned maniac that's ultimately not a nefarious psychopath. So you you like, like a little bit of camp. Like a crossword puzzler. <laughs> Sudoku. <laughs> A crossword puzzler. They should have just named him the puzzler. <laughs> Solve this jumble, Batman, and you'll find me. I like the idea that it's more about his self-glorification to prove that he's the smartest, but it doesn't have to include, like, mass murder. You know what yeah, I mean? Like a Moriarty almost? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. That's a great. So, a great. <laughs> so you and don't doesn't everything track back to the old Sherlock and Moriarty? Uh, yeah, a little old tip of the cat, dastardly Moriarty, the original Tom and Jerry. <laughs> uh, uh, so I I I thought it was cool. Visually, it's neat. It's different. Tonally, it tracks for what these DC movies are doing with their. Dark and gritty interpretations. It got an eye roll from me. I hate to be this person who does this, like, overreacts to things before the movie even comes out. Mm. But my eyes rolled back (laughs) behind my skull. (laughs) Back to the behind. (laughs) Wow. So so that means we just have to do a live trailer reaction to when the the Batman trailer finally drops and to see if you change your mind at all. And then uh, Mike makes orgasm face when he sees it. (laughs) I bet his his eyes fall out. I cross my eyes and shit my pants. (laughs) 
fucking really is the Batman. <laughs> I swear to God, we're not a DC news podcast, but there is even more oh, DC news. Oh, boy. <laughs> HBO Max has announced, oh, and Cartoon Network have greenlit an animated series for Batman that J.J. Abrams is attached to. I guess he's done with Spider-Man and his son's foray. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'll say that HBO Max or whoever was in charge of the Harley Quinn stuff at the time, great job. This, Good job yeah, by you. Yeah. I think Agreed. that, yeah, universally DC is appreciated for their animated series, so... Oh, DC cartoons? Their tunes are the best. Yeah, they got hey, the best tunes. Marvel, Image. <laughs> Your tunes They suck. may make better <laughs> comics, but these tunes over here, the DC ones, cream out of crap. Marvel, it may seem kind of rough and tumble for me and a little bit too uh, real for you, but your tunes suck. Make me some animation cells that slap and we'll talk. <laughs> uh, so when people say that, they're talking about, when people say that about DC when people stuff, say that exact thing. They're talking about these like, dark gritty cartoons that I'm like this isn't what I thought a cartoon was gonna be <laughs> right that's that's why I like the Harley Quinn one so much because it's like a comedy there's celebrities doing the voices yeah. it's off the wall it's irreverent and relevant I don't like seeing was, like it was curse okay here's the thing though the Harley Quinn cartoon they almost cursed so much so <laughs> that you're just like i don't need to be reminded it's for mommies and daddies yeah. and people like how over... many 11 year olds are on this writing team <laughs> it's like you don't it's have, like listening to this podcast you don't have to go so over the top to remind me it's for me yeah so i agree but aside from the over the top cursing mm -hmm. harley quinn was a perfect series in my opinion I would love to see them handle. I don't. I don't want like a dark and gritty, serious Batman cartoon. We've had that before. It would, it would give me something different, right? Yeah. Also, what a terrible retort of just like, man, your movies suck. Yeah, but have you seen our cartoons? That's like if my teacher was just like, you failed your math test, and I was just like, but have you seen my doodle? Yeah, did you see the doodles <laughs> on the side? Oh, uh, Mr. Waiter, my steak came out burnt. I'll wait till you try our ice cream. Though. <laughs> <laughs> just wait for dessert, sir. <laughs> It's like, yeah, but I don't want to eat the charcoal steak. Yeah. Well, you have to if you yeah. want the ice cream. We may be a pizza shop, but we have the best ice cream in town. <laughs> I ordered a burnt steak at a pizza shop. Got the best chocolate sundae I've ever had. <laughs> do you, do you, I have non-DC news if you're interested. Yeah, hit me with it. You got one more news hit. I only get one yeah. of the two? Of okay. the two. Oh, oh. God damn. Make it good. Flip that coin. All right, I'm going with this one. Are you aware of this comic book? <laughs> oh, had, Has this ever happened to you? He's had this one locked and loaded. <laughs> uh, are you aware of this comic book that Mad Cave is putting out called Nottingham? I have heard it peripherally through social media because it's blowing up in price. Every single issue sells out. They're on number three and they're on like the fourth printing of the first issue. They all go for lots of money. And I have never seen such clamor over a Mad Cave comic book. But then also like the premise is that Nottingham, the sheriff of Nottingham is mm -hmm. like kind of a good guy, I guess. But I can't read it, so I don't know. So I'm just curious if you even, if this has popped on your radar. No, it, it reminds me of like when... Aftershock first started. 
Okay. Like, all their books were fucking just popping off. Mad Cave is not just starting, though. I mean, They've been out for a couple years. People, like, I don't know if they like the story, if they like the rarity of it. That it un- <laughs> They like the rarity of it. <laughs> that happens. Where it does people happen. are just like, there's not a lot of this. Uh-huh. I gotta have it. Right. Well, that's why people go for and the it, second and third printings. Yeah. And it might not even be a good comic. He's hunting a uh, serial killer. That's what he's doing? This is like medieval times serial killer hunter. Okay. Criminal minds in medieval <laughs> times, if Ye you will. Old criminal oh, minds. that was so. Yes. You should write tagline. The sheriff for of books. Nottingham is our Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> <laughs> is that the tattooed lady? Mandy uh, Patinkin. <laughs> a tattooed lady. No, he's Inigo Fine. Montoya. Uh, the sheriff of Nottingham is uh, is uh, a Rizzo- tattooed lady. Rizzolian Isles. <laughs> who who is the tattooed lady in the crime show? That is like the person you're talking about is like in the uh, the basement where you like she's you look the at the guy in the chair, uh, the no, bones and stuff. No, she's with the Ice, she's with Ice T. She's in the show with Ice. That's a different show. Yeah, or oh, we'll uh, sue me. That's Law and Order. Yeah, the tattooed lady. Dun dun. She's a scientist and she has no friends. She's goth. Sorry. No, that's NCIS. Yeah, that's that's that, yeah, yeah, that that's is Criminal NCIS. Minds too. Okay, it's a formula. <laughs> that it is NCIS and it is Criminal Minds. Okay. Welcome back to What's That Show? <laughs> anyway, that's the lady from Nottingham. <laughs> okay. What a news hit. I, the news hit is, did you know about Nottingham? It's blowing up. Well, we we you had cover. one of two choices, and apparently you blew it. <laughs> <laughs> Should have went with the other one. We'll never know what it was. <laughs> it's forever lost in the ether. Uh-huh. We got to move on to DC's Wonder <laughs> we Girl. We got to. I mean, folks, we got to. DC's Wonder Girl mm-hmm. is out this week. She was introduced yes. rolling out of Dark Knight's Death Metal number seven. Right. I don't know if you guys remember this, but first appearance of Yara Floor, who is the Wonder Girl, hotly debated topic for a long while. I think CGC took like two or three months before they like settled on what their perspective was on this. Oh, really? And people were like on fire pissed because <laughs> everyone, it was one of those things where like I've accumulated as many copies of like <laughs> Dark Knight's Death Metal number seven as I could get my hands on because you right then. I thought this was going to be the book and now you're telling me <laughs> it ain't the book. It's Future State Wonder Woman number one. Oh, my head's going to explode. It's a seven dollar book. <laughs> And it twer. Like we saw, the Future State book was Wonder Woman, and mm-hmm. now it's Wonder Girl. Mm-hmm. I kind of, halfway through this comic, was like, oh, yeah, Future State was in the future. <laughs> like, <laughs> in this book, she's not even a hero yet. Yes. No, yeah. See, they, oh, man. My bearings were, like, all over the place for this book. Mm-hmm. So all this comic book was was just origin story, little to no story in it. But, yeah. And it was a quick one, I felt like. It was a quickie. It yeah. did read quick. It ended before it started. <laughs> uh, but this Wonder Girl, very Brazilian. Um, and I like very, that. Would you say 100%? Well, like, I think, like, like almost 100% Brazilian. <laughs> I think that Wonder... Maybe a little a Sicilian. <laughs> Correct. Yes. It, we, it, There's some hot debate. Maybe too Brazilian? <laughs> yeah, I was like, in your face Brazilian? I don't know. I mean, I think that we, we haven't gotten her Ancestry.com results yet. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> anyway, this this version of Wonder Woman is going to Brazil to explore her oh. own ancestry. Yes, that's exactly right. She's going on a heritage tour. Mm-hmm. And eat, pray, love. 
<laughs> and she's already acting heroic, but does she have any clue? No. She's okay. going with her gut. It seemed like she didn't, but yet yeah. all these people are being alerted to her presence. Yeah. Yeah. It's but she like, doesn't know about it. Yeah. I love that aspect. It, again, took me a while to put that together, but like there's something about her presence in her land of heritage. Yeah. It almost seems like she is like too powerful that they are like this offsets the balance mm-hmm. of everything if she's allowed to be here. Yeah, right. Even even the bus driver is taken aback with. Uh, <laughs> it's because she's hot. Oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh damn. She's so distracted. I don't. Oh, are you like one hundred percent Brazilian? Hold on, I can't even drive this bus anymore. <laughs> you seem like pure Brazilian. <laughs> Uncut, pure Brazilian just walked onto my bus. I just want to cut you up and snort you. (laughs) Do you have the trademark wax is what he probably said. (laughs) What? Brazilian wax. Trademark (laughs) Man, before you go any further onto my bus, I have Does the carpet match your heritage? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, <laughs> man! These are standard questions that the bus union demands I ask. Everyone's hair in Brazil is just a <laughs> tiny strip across their head. It's like, oh, they do really—they they wax everything like yes. that. Tis the hair of my people, <laughs> the trademark. Yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. This introduces a new superhero, and that's it. She gets. I would have loved to yeah. talk about something other than. <laughs> <laughs> I feel ashamed. Well, welcome back. Uh-huh. <laughs> New Wonder Woman, let's sexualize her. <laughs> no shit. They did a good job enough Almost for as quick as possible. They kind of like, did. I mean, but did they, is that us projecting onto her just because she's attractive? They made, I mean, they made it. They made, <laughs> oh, I think Teddy agrees. Yeah, thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> they made her very pretty, and then they called attention to it very quickly. I am going to gently challenge that. She was wearing normal clothes. She wasn't in a bikini. Oh, you're right. Yeah, they they didn't make her sexy. No. They just like, I guess. She has an athletic build. They w- they made her of what I would appreciate in women. <laughs> but, so but I, so yeah, that's let's, why, let's walk through it piece by piece. That's why I would challenge that they did this. Like, <laughs> they didn't draw her like she was asking for. He, it. Meant, the, he meant the royal thing, <laughs> as in myself. She she's very attractive. That's it. <laughs> if he's very attractive, she knows what you did. <laughs> I never said that second part. No, I know, I know. I, I never know. said. I know. Right, let's be but, clear. But just drawing an attractive. I ain't no bus woman. driver. <laughs> you're right. Uh, I you're no going out driver. with these high cheekbones. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> they did not oversexualize like you, like you her. Did I'll say that. Yeah, you're right. They didn't oversexualize her. So, I don't know. She, <laughs> it, it makes sense that she has her own book. She was highly popular in the Future State event. Which they knew was going to happen. Which they knew was going to happen. Every time the DC introduces a new character, mm-hmm. it goes off like gangbusters. Yep. And younger readers actually did connect with this new Wonder Woman character because, shocker, new readers like diversity. And yeah. finally, <laughs> finally, publishers are learning that. Well, and I think the way Joelle Jones wrote the character seemed very... Modern. Yeah. And a lot of things in DC comics, like our heroes have been around since the 40s 
and Wonder Woman and all these characters have a certain gravitas because mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to have some mainline versions of characters that are a little more like relatable, you know, on TikTok and doing all that shit. Well, yeah, because yeah. it's like the old guard of these characters yeah. that were established in the 30s. And she reads pretty genuinely, like just yeah. eager. Like yeah. just wanting to find out about herself and just kind of new to all of this. A, a lot of times when you do young characters, too, that are supposed to be like, hey, their point is they're younger and they're connecting with yeah. younger people. It seems like a 50 year old is writing like, this is what <laughs> kids like are like, right? Yeah. yeah. You get Teen Titans Academy. Uh-huh. This, <laughs> this is like the kids from Saved by the Bell hanging out in the <laughs> in the diner and making like Casey Kasem jokes. <laughs> You're just like, what? Is that what? That, that wouldn't what make the weekly top 40. Kids are talking about. <laughs> you know, it's funny sitting in a chair backwards. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> Great Mortimer, put that in there. Or it's not like too too in depth researched to where, like that SNL skit where they're just constantly saying dead ass and like trying to all caps, all caps. Yeah, Yeah. Mortimer, I think kids are into clocks these days. My niece keeps talking about a TikTok. She's a, I think, a great character. The person who does the art for these books has like a clear understanding of facial expression and detail and i think with that comes a sense of realism and a sense of reality and you got to write characters yeah in kind of a real down-to-earth way when they look like that in a comic book so a great marriage of the creative team with hopefully a successful run to come how could it go wrong if you if you (laughs) fuck this up you you blew it because uh this seems like a home run yeah are we moving on i Let's get more into the weeds. Let's get deeper and deeper with Hulk one shot. (laughs) Penultimate Hulk one shot. Time of monsters or something like that. Something, something monster Hulk. Monsters are among us. So this is a part of the um, Mortal Hulk run, which is now on issue Mm 47-ish. It's coming to an end in the next couple months, Yep, which will be on issue 49 or 50, something like that. I, 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 can't I don't think tell. it's making it to 50. You think they'd like do a nice Walk round in. number, yeah. right? <laughs> I don't know. There's also all these like one shots and books that like float around it. And I'm like, you couldn't have thrown one of those into the main line <laughs> just so we could have gotten a nice round number. Give Al 50. He yeah. deserves it. Maybe 49 is like a legacy 800 or something. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good call. We'll see. We will see. In any case, this was kind of like a side adventure or peppering for what's going on in this world now that we've got a lot of context for the book itself. Kind of weird to me to do some world peppering with two issues left. Near the yeah. end? Well, yeah. I think my my understanding is that so famously Al Ewing is resetting the origin of Hulk and saying like it's not just Bruce nu- Banner nuclear waste. It's like the green door. So yeah. it's larger than just this experiment in Bruce Banner. It's this bigger thing that's happened, right? Yeah, right. And so as they're getting to the close, they're like, well, what is the story of that green door? What mm-hmm. was the original impetus of that stuff? So that's what this book shows you, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, but also to the point, could they not have just put the origin in the actual book? They definitely could have. <laughs> is this the actual first appearance of Mortal Hulk then? No. 
And Are you sure? The first appearance is whenever they're first introduced to a comic book. This is the first well, origin story. This is the actual the Immortal Hulk, Hulk this though. This is the first Immortal Ever. Yes. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, then color me stumped. <laughs> I've been talked into it. And it didn't take much. It's much like a house of cards. Repeat the the word ever over and over again. Are we going to jump him forward in time? (laughs) Yes. Is he going to come back? Uh, This guy? Is he immortal? Well, it seemed to be. So maybe this character shows up in one of the last couple issues of Immortal Hulk. Oh, yeah. Horned Horned, Prime. Horned Hulk. Well, and kudos to Marvel because they could have made this a whole fucking event. Yeah, they could have. The first Immortal Hulk, and they subdued it to one issue. I was kind of surprised that this book didn't get an event treatment because you're wrapping up Venom with King and Black and all this stuff. And Venom was only 30 ish issues, right? Mm -hmm. Al Ewing has this like legendary run on Hulk that goes 20 issues more than that. And it's not getting like a massive event send off. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I wonder though if people f- see Immortal Hulk and Hulk as two different things. This like, is certainly adding to the legacy numbering of Hulk. Wouldn't you agree? Is it though? I don't know that it is. Is it not? I think Immortal Hulk is its own sidebar. And then Hulk is coming back with allegedly Chip Zdarsky writing The Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk. Okay, so Marvel had Dan Slott's uh, Superior Spider-Man run numbered in with legacy numbering for amazing. Yes. See, that's why it's so confusing to me of where this kind of... Because the Hulk... But then Spider-Man didn't do that. What do you mean Spider-Man? Just the book called Spider-Man. Oh, that is... No, that's its own title. Yeah, that's its own thing. Yeah. So in 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 a case with Amazing Spider-Man, the storyline of Amazing Spider-Man took us to a place where Peter Parker was replaced, right? Yes. And then they changed the title uh, to yeah. delineate that there okay. was a different person kind of incepting Peter Parker. Yep. And then when Peter Parker got his body back, it went back to Amazing Spider-Man number one, but all the while the legacy numbering is continuing. Yes. There so isn't... it has more to do with the arc. R- Yes, it has more to do with like the lifetime arc. Okay. But that, that right now though, there the, isn't a parallel Hulk book right that's now. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, there, that's what I mean. Yeah, but there's also like Immortal Hulk doesn't fit the story of Incredible Hulk. It's canon for Incredible Hulk. It is. It's not like Incredible Hulk is gonna start and then they're gonna ignore that Immortal Hulk sure. happened. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so it should be part of legacy numbering. I yeah, in my opinion. I kind of agree. Okay. I'm trying to figure out a way to like explain it differently but i think you're right i think it's just like an you can't e- explain it differently i explain it perfectly <laughs> you mean you're perfectly. trying to play devil's advocate perfectly. we're gonna need uh, the jaws of life here to get mike's head out the room <laughs> <laughs> because it has swollen i'm an eagle maniac <laughs> but um and proud that should be a t-shirt <laughs> eagle maniac and proud. <laughs> ready to deal with me <laughs> I walk into a Nordstrom wearing that shirt. <laughs> Hello, folks. Your worst nightmare has arrived. Immediately, all the managers just come out. Show me your finest bomber jackets. <laughs> I'd like to sample every cologne. Where, where's the nearest Burlington Coat Factory? <laughs> such an odd thing. Is he an eccentric egomaniac? I want 
walked into your establishment to ask where the nearest other establishment is. Yes, I walked into this Coles to ask where Burlington Coat Factory is. I'm trying on, I'm trying on like shirts that are like way too tiny for me and pants that are way too big, and I'm like, this looks amazing on me. Be honest, too big. It fits perfect. Be honest, it? too sexy. <laughs> Will women explode when they see me in this ensemble? Would you? Have you already? Excuse me, ma'am. Would you? <laughs> I know you would. Just like skin poking between yeah. the buttons on your shirts. Give me a hat no other motherfucker would wear. <laughs> Madam, have I ruined your trousers with your dampness because of this outfit? Okay, oh, okay. yeah. Took it too far. Take that back to Red Room. Reading yeah. Red Room. <laughs> Apologize to your son. <laughs> Eddie. Hey, that's that's Immortal Hulk. We that's Immortal Hulk. We did it. They kind of explain, okay, for the real Hulk heads out there. The Hulkies. They the, kind of ex- the meanie greenies. They kind of explain the concept of the leader in this book. Right. Yeah. They they make mention of like, a, I guess I tried to use this for good. Yeah. And they didn't take it. So what they're getting is like a leader instead. Mm-hmm. And so they set up the fact that there's two ways to go with uh, people who get gamified is that they can turn into the leader or they can turn into a Bruce Banner Hulk type um, if they can keep that under control. And maybe throughout time, there's always a leader to balance the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's some scales there. I don't know. Right. That's just me reading into it a little bit. But it seemed to be what they were allu- alluding to. Would you go leader or Bruce Banner? I would go Bruce Banner. Would you go leader? Mm-hmm. Full leader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> big head, big brain. He's literally big headed. I think I would just die. I don't think I would be chosen. <laughs> I think they'd be like, Aww. oh, no. <laughs> See you next. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy hell (laughs) for eternity. All right. That's it for First Issue Club this week. Listen to the credits for what to do next with your life. (laughs) Drink Boulevard beer. First Issue Club is brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company via Space Camper Cosmic IPA. Our music is courtesy of the fine folks at Primary Color Music. You can find, friend, and follow us on social media at First Issue Club or FirstIssueClub.com. You can support First Issue Club by joining us on our Patreon for additional content at Patreon.com slash FirstIssueClub.